Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, and always brought to you uh, by Leap Spirits Vodka, the best vodka in Wisconsin or anywhere, and Wags, we're making cocktails. What do you have in store today? Yeah, we're going to do a Wisco Mule. So, uh, to start off with, we're going to do a ice-filled copper mug, and always using our Leap Spirits Vodka, one and a half ounces. And this is a really simple drink. You can do this at any tailgate. Um, and then we're going to do a little splash of Control or Grand Marnier. And then just fill with your favorite ginger beer, about four ounces. Garnish with a lime. And even when the kids are screaming in the tailgate, drink tastes delicious. Here you go. <laughs> Let me try. Anybody who's a parent knows you got to have one once in a while. Go back, go. Go back, go. I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll leave a wish you good luck. Only thing I will Good evening, and welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags, and joining me as always is my co-host Dane. What up? And we, yeah, what's up, man? We're recording here Thursday night. And looking forward to previewing this week's matchup against another struggling NFC North opponent as the Packers are headed to Detroit. Yeah. Happy birthday, Matt LaFleur. Let's get off the schneid this week and get a victory. Um, you said it, Wags. Lions are struggling as well. And what a great opportunity for this Green Bay Packer team to go on the road and pick up a win. I mean, I... I this feels kind of like a must-win game for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it's a division opponent. It's a team that's struggling. And if they can't win this week, they drop five in a row. Um, I'm not sure you're coming back from that. So they need to get something started. This is the week to do it. This is a prime matchup for them. They've had str- struggles in Detroit at, in times in the past. No excuses. Have to go on the road and get a win this week. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, too, that you're facing a Detroit team that is – just as desperate for a win as the Packers are. And while they might already be kind of out of it, you know, there's it's statistically and mathematically not out of it. But um yeah, Dane, I think most of these next few games are must win for the Packers. Um got to win this one and then we're coming back home and we've got to win two more. And it's not going to be easy to do, but it starts this week. And it, just like it's been during the four game losing streak, it starts with how the Packers respond and are they able to elevate on both sides of the ball, frankly, and mm-hmm. play a cleaner four quarter football game. So, uh, Detroit's going to have our full attention because as you said, even when we've been much better than Detroit in some recent seasons headed into, um, that, uh, arena and going in mm-hmm. and being heavy favorites, um, we've had our struggles and this year we're struggling. And we're not heavy favorites. <laughs> and we're going yeah. in there and Detroit's desperate and it's still going to be a big, big win for them, even with the Packers struggles, if they're able to pull out a win on their app this week. So I'm anxious to look at some of these key matchups. Uh, both teams a little bit beat up on yeah. the injury report. So why don't we start there? And, um, what I'll let you kind of kick things off and highlight uh, some of the key injuries here uh, that we're going to be looking at for this matchup. 
Yeah, legs. And I think that the, the big injury right away I was looking at, um, I'm going to start, I'll tell you what, I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball, Devondre Campbell. Let's talk about that. Um, you know, big deal if he's unable to go this week. He's kind of the, the heart and soul in the middle of this defense. Not having the year he had last year, but still, uh, important factor, uh, on this defense. And, um, we're going to see what happens. It's a knee injury. Did not practice yesterday. Did not practice today. Um, time will tell if he's a limited participant on Friday. I think there's a chance he plays, but if he doesn't go tomorrow, I think that we're looking without Devondre Campbell. And then all of a sudden the Packers are going to be leaning heavily, uh, on rookie, um, um, inside linebacker Quay Walker, um, who today, uh, Coach Barry, in, uh, during the press conference said would be wearing the green dot and would actually be calling plays into the defense. So a big departure going from a veteran guy to a rookie guy that they'll be leaning on if Devondre Campbell's unable to go. Yeah, and it didn't seem like a serious injury, and Coach LaFleur, after last week's game, didn't think it would be something long-term, but certainly could impact uh, his sure. ability to go and didn't practice the last few days. So yeah. um, the fact that they've already even announced, and I don't know if they were directly asked in the press conference, that uh, Quay will have the green dot um, tells me that they're He's probably, probably prepared for Campbell not to play. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so so it's too early to know 100%, but when they come right out and, and say that, it seems to me that that's kind of the direction it's heading. So I'll be interested to um, talk to you, Dane, a little bit more when we get into the key matchups on the defense yeah. side of the ball, how the Packers might adjust. Uh, we certainly, we've got some different guys that we can bring in, both inside linebacker and maybe in the secondary, uh, to reshuffle the deck a little bit if Devontae Campbell is indeed going to be out this week. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, let's, I want to look over at the offensive line. Yeah, let's this do it. Been, you know, uh, there's no way to predict this one. Uh, <laughs> now we, we got all, we got a full game from, from uh, David Bakhtiari. And honestly, one of his best games of the season, probably his, probably was his best game of the season, yeah. especially considering who he was matched up against um, for the Bills. And, I've got to say, the fact that he hasn't practiced the last two days, it's just like, okay, now, is this like his week off and Elton right. Jenkins practiced today and he's going to be back in? Or is this like a trade-off situation here? Or can we ever get both of them healthy and on the field at the same time, Dave? Wags, it feels like NBA basketball. Where, like, you know, like back-to-backs, they're unable to go. The rest guys, I don't know how else to put it. I agree. Um Bakhtiari not practicing back-to-back days is another huge issue. Did not practice yesterday, did not practice today. Um, at least with Elton Jenkins, we saw the limited participation. I've got to think he's going to be able to go, that being Elton Jenkins. I, I think he was a surprise scratch last week. Um, I'm going to guess he's going to go this week. That's going to be my prediction. But Bakhtiari, honestly, man, week to week. I don't know if I'll ever be able to predict it going forward. Um, if it's anything like it's been the last year plus, um, it's just, it doesn't seem like he's going to know. Uh, he's, he's truly a game time decision week to week, uh, year plus after this knee injury. And I don't see that clearing up anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but on the good news front, it looks like both Christian Watson and Alan Lazard were in full sitting, practicing. So huge, um, trending in the right direction. Certainly. Christian Watson is still in the concussion protocol, but uh, anytime I see someone out there practicing Thursday, uh, when they're in that situation, I I definitely think, like Rashawn Gary last week, 
that we're at least trended in the right direction. It's not 100% cleared yet, but you know what? Maybe the silver lining is Christian Watson. Um, Aaron Rodgers disclosed that he was a heavy part of the game plan against the mm-hmm. Bills last you week. Coach Moore said uh, when he was directly asked, he knows the whole playbook. He, there's nothing that he can't do. Um, so clearly this is a team anxious. We talked about this a few weeks back before he was able to come back and be healthy. Um, if he's able to get there, uh, that we want to see more of Christian Watson, not just as a gadget player, as a wide receiver. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good sign to me that both quarterback and head coach are talking about that very same thing and really seem to at least outwardly have the confidence that he is more than that type of player and they're anxious to unleash him uh, to be able to do that. So uh, this would be a great week against a struggling Lions secondary. Uh, for uh, both Christian Watson and Alan Lazard, for that matter, to provide this uh, pass offense a little bit of lift, especially after maybe that slight step, step forward that we saw from Aaron connecting with Toure and Romeo Dobbs last week. It's a good point. All of a sudden, I mean, if we can get if we can get um, Watson going, Wags, um, and and with the emergence at least last week and a little bit of garbage time of Samari Torre and Romeo Dobbs playing as well as he's playing. I mean, you know what? Um, they're young, they're going to be inexperienced, but three guys that just do things that some of the other guys on the on the roster right now haven't really been able to do. Lazard's going to be the big target, but Christian Watson brings a lot, I think, offensively, not only with some of the motion moves and and um, and, and that, but I do think he's got some field-stretching ability for this Packers team. The whole thing is just, can he get healthy? Is he going to be able to get back on the field consistently? Um, been bit by the injury bug early in the year, but it is a great sign to see him back out there. I would love when to be able to see about a four-game stretch with Dobbs and Watson and Torrey all out there uh, at the same time. I think Torrey is going to earn more um, snaps this week going forward after what we saw last week. Um, at a certain point, let the young guys ball because uh, I think that they can be impact players, at least in, in some doses. Romeo Dobbs, I think they have somebody in him. So Weggs, exciting to see. Now let's see if Watson can put one, two, three games together and get back in action consistently. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of shifting over to the Lions injury. Yeah. Board. They're really beat up in the secondary. Really they're struggling beat up. secondary and they're really beat up. Um, maybe not some of the headliners. Um, we saw Mike Hughes is on the injury report and he's kind of in practice. Um, but some of the guys that are maybe part of the depth of this group, uh, have not been practicing. You look at Chase Lucas, uh, one of yes. the backup corners. Um, Melifanwu, uh, is one of their backup safeties, uh, hasn't been practicing. And, uh, Jerry Jacobs is uh, a guy that started a couple games last year and just working his way back from injury. Sounds like he's mm-hmm. going to get an opportunity to get more reps this week. Um, so potentially could give that struggling Lions secondary a little bit of a spark. However, with the Packers getting healthier and the Lions, uh, defensive back group really beat up, um, if they have one or two more guys drop out of the game uh, this week, which can happen, we see that every week in the NFL, uh, this could be, you know, a real, real struggle for the Lions and a potential mismatch for the Packers. As much as this passing offense has struggled, Dane, just looking at the injuries and kind yeah. of the performance, this has got to be the week that the Packers pass offense gets going, don't you think? It's got to be. If, if not this week, it might not happen. 
right? I mean, we're in the middle of the year. It's week nine. It's not week three or four right now. It's week nine. We kind of are who we are. We decided not to bring in any reinforcements, um, whether it was, you know, um, by design or not. And this is who we have. And this is who we're going to play with the rest of the year. And this is the week. As far as I'm concerned, that we need to get off and 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 take care of some business offensively. Um, so yes, Wags, I, I would I would tend to agree with you. Um, if it's not this week, I'm not sure when it's happening. Um, they are injured, but we could take advantage of it. If 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 a guy like Mike Hughes, for example, you know, is unable to go for them, um, he's somebody that um, he, I think he was a full participant, so he's likely to go. But some of these other corners, um, these are guys we can we can find mismatches in. I'm expecting Alan Lazard to come back. This week in play, um, you know, he's been on the injury report as well, but I, he's a big body. He's going to be able to catch the ball. I like our mismatches against the Lions team, and maybe this is the spark this team's looking for. Aaron Rodgers said, and I believe him. I do believe he means it when he says, we need to get one. We get one, we can get something going. That's how football works. This is a momentum game. I do think that after last week, they showed enough that they've got fight left in them. This is not a team that's just going to roll over. They fought the Bills, but they need to get a win, I think, gain some confidence, gain some trust in that locker room. This is the week to do it. And if they don't do it this week, I could truly see it going the other direction very quickly. Yeah, it's never easy. Every never. week's going to be very, very challenging. But, you know, a lot can change in three weeks, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> right. you know, let's see in Football. three weeks where we're at. Yeah, I mean, and and honestly, record-wise, in the NFC, no, no one in the NFC is, aside from the Eagles, is really running away with this thing. I, I get record-wise the Vikings have a pretty comfortable margin, but you know what? I've seen enough of the Vikings over the years that I'll, I'll allow them to play their way back into this in the second mm-hmm. half um, if Packers can get some things turned around here. It's, can they catch them? Pretty unlikely, to be honest at this point, but you never know. could get interesting uh, down the stretch if we can turn things around. I think this it definitely starts this week. Um, Dane, I, on the offensive side of the ball for Detroit, yeah. DeAndre Swift was able to return last week. He had missed a few games with uh, in, a couple of injuries, actually. Um, and uh, this is a Lions team that likes to run the ball. Uh, they've actually got a pretty good offense yeah. um, overall, both passing and running. Uh, but uh, DeAndre Swift, someone that can give them a, a pretty big lift talent-wise, I, I think he's been a little bit of an enigma as a talent um, for Detroit. Uh, not, not necessarily the level of production that they were hoping that they'd sure. get from him when they invested a high draft pick. However, you know, we've had some games where he hasn't really done much to us, and he's had a couple of really good games against us in, in the last couple of years as well. So um, I think, uh, what do you think about that, the return of DeAndre Swift and how that might unleash, unlock uh, another component of this Lions offense as well? Well, you're, you're right. I mean, and it, it's funny you say that about Swift. I mean, unfortunately, if you're a Lions fan, that's like kind of how their quarterback play is too in Jared Goff. I mean, you, you, you might get a really good performance. You might get a not so good performance and you can get anything in between. Um, Swift's an uneven player to this stage in his career. He's dealt with a lot of injuries as well in his young career. Um, but when he's good, Wags, He's really good. And generally speaking, he's not good and bad in the same game. He's either really good in the game or he's not so good in the game. But I don't see uneven performances in the game. It's just week to week. You just don't know what you're going to get, what side of the coin you're going to get with Swift. Um, I do know he came back, as you mentioned last week. Um, but, you know, he, he does have an injury history. Um, they have been playing Jamal Williams a lot. But at any time you get a premier 
uh, offensive piece back, which they do believe Swift is, you have to take notice. He's a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, he's a strong runner. Um, and, and, you know, he's able to, he's got good, pretty good vision as well. So he's a guy you have to watch out for. And I would argue, Wags, um, in their offense, one of the more problematic guys, um, that, that we could be facing. Um, so, you know, definitely somebody that we keep an eye on, but I do think, and maybe transitioning to the offense a little bit of Detroit, um, the guy I have my eyes all over is in fact Jared Goff the quarterback for for the Detroit Lions not on the injury list but just a guy that um, when he's good he's good he could wait he could throw four touchdowns this week he could throw five interceptions I don't know what Jared Goff's gonna do um, and and really I, I I some of that predicated on who Jared Goff is but also can the Packers force him into the mistakes and force him into some turnovers because he's prone over the course of his career to have games where he throws picks in bunches and if the Packers can do that and force him into that we're going to have some success I think against this Detroit offense but again if 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 um, we're going to find out on Sunday if the Packers can force him into some problematic plays. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to be an interesting litmus test. Um, yes. TJ Hawkinson just got traded on uh, the Vikings, and he wasn't necessarily another guy that maybe underperformed relative to his draft position uh, for Detroit. Uh, that being said, he had games when he yeah. could be a problem. And so um, are they going to ship more responsibilities to Amon Ra St. Brown? Uh, potentially. Um, his breakout at the end of last season coincided with T.J. Hawkinson going down with an injury for the last five games of the season last year. So that could be something. But you've also got Jamal Reynolds, uh, the other starting wide receiver, is on the injury report this week as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. He did not practice today. So uh, with a back injury, and that's one of those things that's extremely unpredictable. So uh, that'll that'll literally be a game-time decision, I'm sure, unless it either, you know, progresses or gets a lot uh, worse, um, one way or the other. But, um, Dane, I, I think, yeah, Jared Goff, let's talk about him a little Let's bit. What can the Packers do to try to get a opportunity to force Jared Goff into that bad version of him that we've seen? Uh, pressure, because, uh, in a, pressure, pressure, yeah. pressure, right? Let's bring the heat against Jared Goff. A point blank. If we let him sit in the pocket and throw the ball and play soft cover too, he's gonna, he's gonna pick us apart. He's very good at sitting. He, when he's comfortable, you can see it. He sits in his pocket, uh, in the pocket, and he can just deliver passes. He's not going to kill you downfield too deep, right? But he's a guy who, in that mid-range, he can just eat you alive, and he can be very accurate. That being said, Wags, if we come off the, you know, I talk about that coming off the edge, but really, if we come up the middle, if we can bring some pressure up the middle and, and force him to move out of the pocket, Goff's a, he, he's a dead man walking. That's him at his worst is when he has to be mobile and try to deliver the ball, um, you know, as he's moving to his right or his left. He's just not that accurate doing that. So if Kenny Clark and some of the interior pressure can get inside this week and force that pocket inside to collapse in on him, Jared Goff, I think we can have a lot of success against him. Yeah, and I, I think you're right on, and I'm actually going to ask you the question, because one of the things I want to talk to you about is if Devondra Campbell is not going, which is kind of what we expect to happen, as he may yeah. out this week, um, could we see uh, an extra DB out there? We talked a little bit about that last week. Um, let's let's We're going to have Quay, Quay Walker in the middle, maybe have an extra DB out there in passing situations for coverage, yeah. and you can have Quay Walker run some stunts uh, with those guys up the middle, and, and if he's 
getting just chip blocked, I think that can cause a lot of problems, whether they actually get home on golf. If, they, if, if he mm-hmm. has to move uh, off his feet in the pocket and start to, to roll a little bit, he's got some mobility, definitely not as a, a guy known for using his legs a ton. Uh, but that being said, anytime you get pressure up the middle, it's really hard because you've got the outside pressure with gear. We know that's going to be there, uh, in Preston Smith. Uh, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of places to move at that point. So, um, you know what? I, I don't think Quay Walker has been terrible in coverage, but, um, I, w- I would like to see him get unleashed to bring some of those pressures this week. And, uh, if we've got an extra DB out there in passing situations, Let's have Isaiah McDuffie come off the field if he's the guy that's out there yeah. uh, as the other uh, inside linebacker, most likely. And uh, let's get Kayshawn Nixon or Ruby Ford or whoever they uh, uh, want to slot in there as a uh, extra DB. And mm-hmm. uh, let's see if we can wreak a little bit of havoc. In addition to that, Dane, I want to ask you, too, could we see a little bit of a shuffle of the deck in the back of the secondary? Any possibility, just like we did with the offensive line, that they might move in response to some of Darnell Savage's struggling play. Is there a chance that we might move him into the slot a little bit more? And I don't know if that'll actually happen this week, but I would love to see if that's something that can um, maybe get guys in a position that they're more comfortable with. And I think if it's, if you've got Darnell Sa- Savage uh, in the slot, I think he would potentially, and I don't know if mm-hmm. that's the answer, but um, what do you think about that concept? And uh, potentially, if you've got another extra DB out there, let's bring Darnell Savage up to the line of scrimmage. Let him use his physicality and his speed and his coverage skills and not having to be thinking and reacting to what other people are doing so much uh, in front of or behind him. Well, I'll tell you what. Savage has been bad at safety this year. He's just been bad, uh, being totally point blank with our audience. Um and we're rooting for him to to not be bad. And uh, Joe Barry today in the press conference, Wag, uh, said, um, you know, they think he could be a really good sl- um, a slot a defensive back. Okay, then let's try it out um, because he hasn't been good uh, at safety so this season. So why not put him in um, and put him in the slot? I, I think that that's an incredibly important um, uh, thing to look at because uh, on the other hand, Wags, um, in in camp, there there was talk potentially of putting Razul Douglas at safety, and he got some reps at safety. So, um, and and so far this year, this is what I've noticed. It seems to me that Razul Douglas is playing out of place in the slot. It's just not his position. And Razul Douglas is a good football player. We saw it last year. He's just not a slot guy. He plays much better on the outside. So we know that maybe that's not where he's best suited to play. And now we know that Darnell Savage has had a lot of struggles at the safety position. Why don't we, why don't we shake things up? I'm all for it. This is a defense that, um, you know, at times has been very good, but at times has given up a pension for a big play and has had some um, hard times late in games. I know that they've been on the field an awful lot. I see JR, um, in our comments talking about how much they've been on the field this year. And I completely recognize that. But at the same time, I've seen a lot of missed tackles, uh, from Savage. I've seen Savage look lost sometimes in the defensive backfield. I have a lot of trust and belief that Rosul Douglas can play admirably wherever they put him on the field, whether it's a corner or safety, but maybe that might be a little bit better position for him. And if they think, um, and they being the coaching staff truly believes that Darnell, Darnell Savage can be a difference maker or, or quote unquote phenomenal uh, in the nickel spot, play him there. 
Let's see what he can do, and 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 let's 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 see if you know that's something he's able to do. And if he's not able to do it there, and he's not able to do it at safety, then maybe it's time to make a change, and maybe it's time to get Darnell Savage off the field, snap to snap. Yeah, and I don't know if you're advocating to move. Um, if we're advocating to to move uh, uh, Darnell Savage to the slot, and then in conjunction with that, um, putting. I'm blinking out, Dean. I'm sorry. Razul? Um, Razul at safety. Or if it's, if it's Ruby Ford coming in and, and Razul sticks outside. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, one of the things I will say about Razul is, and he's not probably in his best position in the slot. I agree with you mm-hmm. on that. But he's also one of the stronger lead and react guys I've seen play for totally. the Packers in years. And so, He's not able to do that as effectively from the slot position. Uh, and meanwhile, you've got Darnell Savage that, um, a couple of seasons ago was really good at the read and react, uh, just mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be, uh, confident or, or performing in this scheme with, with Joe Barry's defense for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if it's, that's because he's had to be called upon to play so much, uh, too high that he's so far away from the line of scrimmage that it just, the communication becomes an issue or, um, if, if he's just, again, I know I got on him a little bit for his preparation and his focus. I think that's definitely part of it too. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps if he's a little bit closer to the action in the slot, that would, uh, solve some of those things or maybe not, but at least you've got an right. answer and you tried it. Um, uh, similar to what we did with the offensive line when we reshuffled guys and tried to get all of those guys in their best position as well. Mm-hmm. Dane, mm-hmm. I, I do mm-hmm. want to ask you too, um, just looking at the Lions, if you're the Lions this week against this Packers defense, what are some of the things that yeah. you're going to try to do game plan wise to exploit uh, this defense? Right, we know we've seen them struggle against the run. This is a, a Lions team that wants to be able to run the ball, particularly with Jamal Williams, former Packer. Uh, but they've got Devondre mm-hmm. Swift coming back into action. Um, and then they've got some speedy wide receivers. Um, what, if you're Detroit, what are some things that you're going to do from a game plan perspective to try to cook up an effective formula, uh, against this Packer defense? Yeah. I mean, you said it with Jamal Williams, man. Um, J- Jamal's had a really nice year for Detroit and, um, and I think that he's become a bit of a weapon for them, right? So I think they are going to try to run the ball and take some pressure off of Jared Goff. Um, because that's when Goff's going to be at his best is when he's able to, um, be a little bit more, um, um, unpredictable. Uh, in the play calls. Jared Goff, uh, historically, when he's had the most success in his NFL career, it's when um, he's been able to play with a bit of a lead and um, he's had some of the pressure off and he's been able to... I don't want to see the aspect of surprise, uh, but I do want to say that the more predictable Jared Goff becomes, the less effective he becomes. And you can probably say that about a lot of NFL quarterbacks, but we've seen Aaron Rodgers um, when this offense has been pretty predictable in past years and uh, he's still able to dominate games. Jared Goff doesn't have that, you know, that that gene in him. He doesn't have that ability. Um, so I think they're going to really try to stick to the ground game um, and, and and stick to those short passes uh, where Jared Goff stays in his comfort zone. But if they start to feel the pressure, Wags, that's, I think, again, where Detroit's going to have a lot of challenges. So, um, so yeah, I think run the ball. I think passes out of the backfield. And they're going to definitely try to get Swift mixed back in there. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see um, like a 60-40 split between Swift and Jamal Williams uh, on Sunday. I think both of those guys are going to get their fair amount of touches and looks. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they use him, too, because totally. Swift and his 33 snaps last week, uh, and 27 of those was either going out for a route or was in pass pro. Um, so the mm. Dolphins responded in kind. They were stacking the box whenever uh, Jamal Williams was out on the field, and they were in yeah. a nickel defense whenever uh, Swift ran out on the field. So they acknowledged that they were a little bit predictable in their personnel packages. So they're kind of trying to catch up and make some adjustments. How can the Packers take advantage of that, uh, knowing that the Lions know that they need to be less predictable uh, this week? It'll be interesting to see that little mini mm. chess match going on with this co- with both sides coaching staff. But um, if there's some tendencies that have been picked up on, even if the Lions staff is aware of them, uh, fact yeah. of the matter is, Packers might be in a position to take advantage of that as well. Yeah, no, I, I could agree more. And, and I think that that's, that's the plan, right? Um, let's, and let, let's take advantage. I mean, I just, I keep going back to it, Wags. I want to see pressure. I want to see this defense continue to be aggressive. And I would love to see, uh, Randall L, uh, not Rand, excuse me, Randall L, St. Brown, um, get, get a heavy dose of Jair Alexander this week. And I'll be curious to see what happens with Eric Stokes. Stokes had, um, you know, was out there this week or this past week and got pulled at certain points in the game. Are they going to roll him back out there this week? Where's his head at? So there's a lot of different moving parts, I think, going into this game. Yeah, you're forgiven with the St. Brown thing and Randall L. Um, they <laughs> both have a good brother and a not, a, not as talented brother. So, uh, a little zinger right there. Um, but Dane, I, I, I gotta, I, I gotta tell you though, too, and we're gonna take a break here in a minute, oh, yeah. but, um, you know, one of the things that is interesting about this Detroit offense is they're very effective moving the football and the yeah. Packers, I think this week, uh, really, really need to employ a strong bend but not break. And I know that that's not uh, something <laughs> that a lot of fans like to hear, but hear me. As out. our comment <laughs> section probably melts down. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? I, I'm getting lots of hate mail, but hear me out. It's, it's all about red zone efficiency. Um, and you could say this about the Packers on the offensive side of the ball too. Red zone efficiency, third down efficiency. If the Packers defense is able to hold in more of those situations, um, hopefully hold Detroit to three points instead of seven, uh, when they're down deep in our territory. Um, perhaps you mentioned the turnovers. Those are unpredictable, but if we can get, uh, Jared Goff a little bit uncomfortable, don't let him get into that rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is a Detroit offense that's similar to the Packers has gone three straight games not scoring in the second half. Uh, they put up points, yeah. uh, but it's it's been inconsistent. And so I, I think the Packers really need to try to take advantage of that inconsistency of Detroit offense. And if you can get them uh, not feeling quite as confident, a little bit of off rhythm, um, maybe they get a little desperate in, in certain situations, that's going to play into the Packers' favor. And, Dane, maybe that's how we can – start to shift this defense from playing that reactionary football mm. that we've been talking about to dictating terms and dictating tempo of the opposing offenses. And this isn't the the worst offense that they're going to be facing this week. Don't, or, so don't get me wrong. It's still a yeah. challenge, even though it's a, a one-win Detroit team. Uh, but I do think that that's something that could definitely shift the momentum and maybe turn the tides of what we can expect um, from this defense here for the rest of the season. 
Dude, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I think we should pay some bills. Let's come back and let's talk about this Green Bay Packer offense in Detroit against the Detroit Lions. All right. So I'll tee up a scenario that we don't want to see this week. Imagining Mason Crosby lining up for an onside kick. Uh, chances of getting possession are slim. Stakes are high and tension is higher. Your pulse is racing. The Packers cannot Ooh. lose five games in a row. Nope. He kicks, and you watch as the ball lands, and that's, I don't know what happens, Dave. So every play is like this, and it's exciting. With What's going to happen? An official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. You legends out there, check it out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone, I'm talking about all of you all out there listening on the podcast, listening live tonight. Um, you can do your winnings with DraftKings stepped up, same game parlays. Think about the games you want to watch this week. Just think about them. Think about all the games, your fantasy matchups, all the different games that you think, you know, uh, you like the odds, you like the player. You can do it this week with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. So to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on a stepped-up same-game parlay once per game all season long. All right. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any NFL football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so Dane, I'm going to let you lead off the discussion. Though, yeah. Moving over to the Packers' offense against this Lions' defense, we touched on a couple of things. Certainly, a uh, high level in the uh, injury report update. But what are some of the biggest keys to you this week in in the matchup, Packers' offense against Detroit's defense? Wags, I'll tell you what. I look at this Detroit defense. I look at them up and down, right? Um, they've got some, they've got some talented players, uh, on this defense, um, individually, but nobody that really freaks me out for a lack of a better term. Um, and I think it starts up front with this Packers offensive line. Over the last couple of weeks, we've seen them start to glue. We've seen them come together a little bit more and more. I thought, again, David Bakhtiari last week played really well. Does he play this week? Unclear. Maybe we swap out Elton Jenkins and he gets back in there. But what I want to highlight is I like the play of Myers. I really like John Runyon Jr. on the right side. He's played really good football at right guard over the last couple of weeks. And and I love the Yash Nyman move. So I'll tell you what, it starts up front with our offensive line. And I like our matchup quite a bit um, against, you know, the, the likes of Isaiah Bugs and, and El McNeil and, and Josh Pascal. Um, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson's a high-level draft pick um, that, that can play some good football. But against the run, Wags, in particular, I think this is a week where where, where um, this, you know, some weeks feel like an Aaron Jones week. This kind of, to me, feels like an A.J. Dillon week, too. Um, I think that this is a game, last week we saw the Packers start to put it together on the ground, albeit down uh, against the Bills. But I think this week, um, we were committed. I want to stay committed. I want to see the play call stay, um, you know, committed to running the football, um, giving Aaron Jones his due because he's a guy that's obviously a game changer for this offense. And we saw once the Packers got the run game going, it did open up the pass for Aaron Rodgers later in the game. So let's see the Packers start with the run, stay consistent with the run. If it's working, 
stick with it. Um, we've had a penchant for starting to run the ball. When it works, we, we move to the pass for some inexplicable reason. Let's stick to the run this week. Let's stay on the ground and let's do some damage against this D, uh, Detroit defense that I just don't think can stick with our offense if we play our game right. Yeah, it's an interesting thing when you're looking at this Detroit defense. They're even worse than the Packers against the run. <laughs> um, so top five uh, or top five worst run defense in the NFL, um, averaging, uh, giving up over 5.1 yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. And the pass defense, unfortunately for Detroit, is just way worse. Even <laughs> they're, they're giving up Dane over eight yards an attempt, uh, per pass play. Oh. So, so <laughs> what you've got just pick your poison to try to attack yeah. this, this Detroit defense. You bottom line is you better be successful. Um, one thing I will say is going back to efficiency in the red zone for our defense against Detroit's offense. Uh, Detroit has given up 13 rush touchdowns, uh, which is second worst in the NFL this year. So uh, when we get down into the red zone, uh, let's definitely run the ball. I, I think we have a penchant. We want to throw a little bit when we get in the red zone. I know Aaron, you know, with his arm, he can make those plays. But if they're unable to stop us down in the red zone, there's no better way uh, to be efficient than to just pound the football across the goal line and put six points up on the board. So um, when I, I don't care if Aaron, if we're 50-50, I know you're saying let's stick to the run. I agree with you, Dane. Uh, but uh, this is going to be an opportunity to really get this pass offense going through and be extremely efficient, maybe stay out of more third down. So if we can pass mm-hmm. effectively on first or second down, uh, move those sticks, then we don't see as many third down situations, which is where we've really struggled uh, as an offense this year. So the fewer third downs we see, uh, the more comfortable I'm going to be with this game. And then when we get down in the red zone, let's run, 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 and run some more, because I think that's where we can be really uh, efficient and effective. Let's not get cute, like you said, uh, yeah. trying to fit the ball into tight windows. We've had some struggles timing-wise uh, with, or, you know, with routes and things with the receivers. Um, down there where there's less space and Detroit's terrible defense can't give up eight yards per attempt uh, necessarily, uh, let's just run the ball and, and get across the goal line. So that's the game plan I would like to see us mm. employ. I don't mind if Aaron Rodgers gets a bunch of opportunities to throw the ball on first or second down, if it means that we're moving the sticks and we're able to be efficient with that. Uh, but there's no excuses, like you said. If we can't do it this week, it's probably not going to happen. So, um, Dane, I know you're smiling here and probably reacting to some of the well, comments, so I'll let you jump I, in. I'm reading the comments. I also know it's Matt LaFleur's birthday, and and did did he get in your ear? You, you talking about throwing on first and second down? Is this my podcast, buddy? Wings, are you feeling okay tonight? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I hear what you're saying. I just, I, I'm going to just put it this way. Alex uh, Anzalo, number 34 for Detroit. They're, they're a middle linebacker. He's really bad. Um, I, I don't know how else to put it. I want to run it down his throat. I hear what you're saying, but I think we could pick him apart in the pass game as well. Bob Tunyon, I think, could have a really good week. So I hear what you're saying, and I like it. I just And, and I think we can have a little bit of both. Um, but I just want to see this Packers team win, however they can do it. But I'd love to see the pass game blow up this week. Yeah, I agree with you. But the only problem is, is – if you if you're really really emphasizing the run against a team that has a bad defense and you're giving them a little bit of a break because then you're maybe putting yourself into more third down situations even if it is third and short 
Packers have struggled with those situations too. I'm trying to stay out of her down here, Dane. Uh, when we're talking, when we're playing the Bills, I want to run the ball, run, 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 because that's the way to keep her off, off the field. Um, and frankly, uh, their pass rush was, was scary to me. So, uh, it made mm-hmm. sense to me. I think this is a trip opponent wise. Uh, let's see if, we can unlock some things, give these guys some confidence in the pass game. And uh, okay. that's another way to keep Detroit's offense off the field uh, is if we're seeing fewer third downs. So um, agree to disagree in some respects. I think we want the same thing. Um, it's just, uh, you know, a slightly different way from getting to A to B to C. I, I will say this, though. Um, I'm not gaining popularity with my Com- comments around pass more on first and second down <laughs> and bend but don't break defense. I get what I'm doing to myself here, Dane. I'm just trying to shine you in a good way. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. I love it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take all the adulation. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, but I think the bottom line is this Packer offense had darn better be a much, much more effective this week than they've been in any other game this season. No, I, and I'll tell you what, I, and I'm curious, we talked a little bit about it, um, at kind of the top, uh, of the emergence last week of Samari Torre. Um, are you looking, are there any offensive weapons for the Packers outside of the running backs this week that you're kind of starting to circle? And we're not talking about elite spirits, um, X factors of the game necessarily, although you could mention it. Um, but, you know, are, are there offensive guys that you're looking at to continue to build on or any wide receivers in this Packers offense or hell tight ends that, that you really want to circle going into this matchup? Yeah. I want to highlight a couple of comments that we have in the chat. So we've got yeah. uh, junior sport. Thanks for joining us tonight. Some great comments here in the chat. He says, get Christian Watson the ball downfield instead of the end of round crap. Um, and then My man. Uh, we've got David Henderson kind of responding to that uh, a little up, bit. David? I agree. Stop doing these reverses with Watson. Throw it vertically to Watson, Dobson, Tunyon. Yes. So, before you guys jump down on top of the show, we are talking about Watson practicing in full pads today and the fact that both quarterback and head coach uh, said how confident they are in Watson's ability as a receiver to really be effective in everything that they're throwing at him. So, yeah, couldn't agree Let's more, do it. Uh, with both of you gentlemen. Uh, we've been talking for weeks. Is Christian Watson a dynamic receiving threat, or is he just going to be this gadget guy? Um, which, gadget's great if it works here and there, but we didn't draft Christian Watson and move up into second round for him to be a gadget player. And so couldn't agree with you guys more. And I think that is something that if he does clear a concussion protocol and is able to go this week and hopefully play a full game, I'd love to see if this could be a little, let's even say mini breakout uh, opportunity uh, because he could have uh, some great opportunities last week uh, we saw, a, and I'm not saying Christian Watson is Tyreek Hill, but from a speed standpoint, Tyreek Hill uh, was open by an average of almost three yards on every route that he ran against this high-end defensive uh, secondary, and probably a good reason why uh, Aubrey Pleasant, their defensive backs coach, was fired by Dan yeah, after yeah. that game. Uh, so, uh, obviously, Christian Watson is nowhere even in the same league as Tyreek Hill, so don't misunderstand that. But from a speed standpoint, if they're able to get him out there as a receiver running routes, running vertically, um, uh, I think that is definitely something that could uh, unlock another component of this Packer offense. And maybe it just mm-hmm. gets things going and it looks a little bit more, in addition to the offensive line and the run game that we've seen the last couple of weeks, 
um, the the rest of this offense could follow suit. Oh man, now, I'm getting hyped, Wags. I'm getting hyped for this week. This feels like a a a, a potential turning point in this season. Um, and and you mentioned, you know, you mentioned Christian Watson. I'm excited to see if Romeo Dobbs can can. Um, um, continue to stack success as former coach Mike McCarthy used to famously say, but for real, I mean, can he stack success week, one week, you know, in a, two weeks in a row here and have another performance where he's making catches and making plays? I want to see it. He's got the speed too. He was able to catch that deep ball last week. Can he do it again? Aaron Rodgers is going to have nothing but confidence in this guy going forward after that catch, I thought, last week. Let's continue down this trend. Let's be aggressive. Let's trust our young guys to go out there and make some plays. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, if, Lazard and Watson are back. I don't think that Samara Tura is going to get an opportunity to get a bunch of extra reps, even though he showed a little bit at the end of the game. However, that being said, um, I said after the game, he definitely showed enough to be ahead of Amari Rogers. So Amari yes. Rogers got 28 snaps last week and Samara Tura only got 14. Um, I think that was a combination of Toure getting an opportunity later in the game that's like, nobody else has been able to give us anything. Let's give this guy an opportunity. And to me, he made the most of it, uh, mm-hmm. of that opportunity. So, um, so I don't know if he gets more opportunities, but, um, I do think he's kind of that next in line guy. And maybe he's someone that can give a little bit of something in the slot that they've been missing with Randall Cobb out. So, um, it would be mm-hmm. interesting to me if, if that's something that, um, he, if he gets a few reps out there and then, one other uh, comment in the chat I want to uh, tee up for you, Dane, uh, from Natasha and uh, Phil Smith here. We've got, what's crazy to me is you gain 200 yards on the ground. Don't utilize the play action pal. Um, so that would have been great to do. And mm-hmm. I think that was something we were looking for in, in the pregame uh, plan when we talked about it in our yeah. uh, preview episode last week is they need to be able to establish a play action yeah. passing game against that Bills defense. Um, and so, yeah, now they've got it on tape. It's definitely be something, um, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here, but they've got to get that run game going for sure. Yeah. Um, and that play action pass can be a big part of that, but play action pass can also just uh, continue to be consistent and not, uh, 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 contradict myself can also happen on first and second down. That's going to be when it's going to be the most effective. Uh, if you're in third and seven, uh, that's not going to be an effective maneuver. So, um, I think, Dane, there's going to be lots of opportunities and lots of ways we can attack this Detroit defense. I think that's what we're kind of getting down to. Mm-hmm. And now it's just up to this Packer coaching staff and the players to go out there and execute and play to the capability that, quite honestly, they haven't really reached at any point this season. Um, so I, I think that's a, a good transition unless you have anything else to hit on any of these key matchups. Uh, to get into our X factor predictions for this week. Yeah, no, I, I, the, the last thing I'll just say, um, is what I'd like to see going from last week to this week and looking at the positives. I liked how much Aaron Rodgers was under center and how they ran the ball from under center instead of out of the shotgun. I think this is an offense that can be more effective in doing it that way. Packers play a lot of two tight end sets. Um, the other piece is Josiah DeGuara, I thought Wags was a bit of a revelation in that H back role and an extended look, had a closer to 30 snaps. And every single time I saw him, in the backfield, kind of playing that quasi H-back fullback role, he hit somebody. 
He always hits somebody. He always got a head on somebody. So maybe he's not popping uh, with his receiving numbers, but I do think that he can be an impactful player on this offense. I'm not advocating for 50-plus snaps for Josiah DeGuara, but I'm saying that when they're running the ball and they're starting to run downhill and they're having success, having DeGuara in there to serve as a lead blocker and just clean stuff up was really successful last week, and I'm going to be curious to see if he continues to get those kinds of looks because I did grade him out pretty positively throughout the course of that game. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Dane, I think with that, let's get into our Leap Spirits X Factors and score predictions yes. of the week. And of course, Leap Spirits, uh, has Leap Vodka the and best. Leap and Lemonade. And you can find those items anywhere in the state of Wisconsin. So go to leapspirits.com and click on Find Leap Spirits to find either of them in a retail store or restaurant near you. Uh, so again, this segment is brought to you by Leap Spirits. Uh, so Dane, who is your Leap Spirits X Factor uh, of the week that you'd like to start off with? I'll let you take the lead as I jumped in last week. Um, so offense, defense, you've got the choice. Uh, who do you want to highlight first? Um, you know what, Wags? I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball this week. And I think that I, I've got, I'm going between a few guys, but I, I think I'm just going to go with Robert Tunyon is going to be my X factor offensively this week. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see him get in the end zone again. Uh, we talk about the receivers. We've talked about the running backs, not too much about the tight end, but big Bob Wags. I mentioned the linebacking core for this Detroit Lions defense. And I do think that, um, they're going to have their hands full against the run. We talk a little bit about play action. I just don't know if they're going to be able to play the run and play the pass. Robert Tunyon is going to be able to find some soft spots uh, against this Lions defense. That you know, I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with our wideouts. They're just not going to be able to keep up. And and for whatever reason, I think um, you know Tunyon leads the team in catches, if I'm not mistaken. And, and I just think that he's going to be a target for Aaron this week. I expect Bob Tunyon to get in the end zone for the Packers. And for that reason, in addition to his blocking ability and just kind of his intermediary catches, Robert Tunyon's going to be my least favorite X factor on the offensive side this week. Yeah, I like that. And the way that DeGuara performed as a, a run blocker last yeah. week, um, combining with Mercedes Lewis, if we can get even more of that, I think that uh, releases Tunyon from a little bit of his blocking responsibility. Not that he can't do it, but um, the way DeGuara was, we know how good of a blocker Mercedes Lewis is. So if DeGuara is helping with that in kind of an H-back role, um, I think mm-hmm. that uh, that's even more reason uh, to free up Bob Tunyon to get involved as a pass receiver in the yeah. and the snaps that he's out there. So I like that selection. So sticking on the offensive side of the ball, I basically kind of gave it away earlier, but um hoping he can go, I'm going to go with Christian Watson. Um, I like this as a week that he can have a breakout performance as a receiver. And um he's got a touchdown already, so he's not looking for his first career touchdown, but I'm looking for his first official downfield pass-catching yes. touchdown, and I think that we're going to get that this week. Um, there's no reason to me that they would have specifically gone out of their way, and I'm talking about Coach Kapoor and Aaron Rodgers, to highlight the fact that um, Christian Watson was such a big part of the offensive game plan last week and that he really is prepared and is and can do everything that they can throw at him in this offense. So that tells me that mm-hmm. even though he unfortunately hasn't been out on the field as much as we'd like on Sundays, um, he's been practicing a fair amount um, over the last month, and I, they've got to be really confident 
for a guy that was coming off injury to put a, a bunch of game planning in for him tells me that they're very confident uh, that he can be a dynamic player in this offense, and they're not going to have to be babysitting him to figure out if he's able to, to, to handle that. So, mm, um, Dane, I think this is a week. Um, it didn't happen last week, but I think this is the week Christian Watson could have that breakout performance, and um, it's going to be a beautiful sight to behold if we get mm-hmm. that vertical pass game going and Christian Watson a big part of that. That's great. Um, and he's playing this week, right? I mean, that, I think that's pretty clear. I think he's going to be playing. Um, Wags, and I like that selection. Let's flip over to the defensive side. Uh, and, and I, why don't you go first with your leap vodka X factor defense week nine? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the much maligned Darnell Savage. Um, mm-hmm. I, with kind of the reasoning that you've given for some of your X factor picks yeah. in past, um, He's an X factor in that can he rebound and play better? Um, he had a terrible game last week and frankly just hasn't been up to his uh, level of play that we expected from him all year. Um, in fact, he's uh, unfortunately PF pro football focus has him as one of the five worst safeties. Um, actually the worst graded safety overall, uh, factoring in, uh, pass coverage, run support, et cetera. Um, uh, of guys that are, are getting a, a certain, I don't know what the act cutoff is for the number of snaps, but that's not a good look for Darnell yeah. Savage. So is he a bum and uh, can no longer cut it in this league? Or is, is he a guy that can turn this around and get back to the level of play he was at a couple of years ago, or at least close to it and be a contributor and not be a weak link on this Packer defense? This was a defense that was not supposed to have weak links. Darnell Savage last week was an extreme weak link, and we can't afford to have that happen uh, moving forward. And so I think he's on a little bit of thin ice, Dane. Um, mm-hmm. If he's able to rebound, uh, he's got the talent, he's got the speed. It's not like he's battling injuries. Um, so this is a guy that if he can rebound and elevate his level of play, that, that could be something that uh, could really solve a lot of the problems that we've been seeing on the defense side of the ball. Yeah, Wags, and we've got a ton of awesome comments uh, in our live chat. Those of you listening on our podcast, we do do this live Monday nights, Thursday nights, um, and then you're getting our podcast the next day. Uh, but we've got Romeo Dobbs getting shout out. We've got Watson um, getting shout out. Rashawn Gary's getting a, a shout out. Uh, Alexander's getting shout out. All as uh, potential leap X factors on the offensive defensive side. Uh, Fidel saying Torre is his uh, breakout player mentions Mike McCarthy stacking success. I love it. Wags, I'm going to go. My defensive X factor, uh, Leap Spirits defensive X factor is going to be Quay Walker. And, and the reason is because I don't think Devondre Campbell's going to be able to go this week after not practicing yesterday or today, Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Quay Walker's going to have that green dot on his helmet. He's going to be the one relaying the plays into this defense. They're asking a lot of a young player um, and not only from his performance on the field, but also his communication skills, uh, with, with a lot of grown men on his defense. So can Quay Walker, um, you know, have the game slow down enough for him to be able to communicate to his teammates, know where to be, and then make the plays. It's a lot to ask of a young player. If he's able to do that capably and he's able to stop Swift and, and, and our old friend Jamal Williams, and, and it's forcing Jared Goff into some passing plays, I love the Packers chances. If, if Walker, 
um, uh, falters a little bit in that duty. This could be a long game where we're looking at Isaiah McDuffie or, or others to potentially come in and, and pitch in as well. So Quay Walker, they're asking a lot of him this week. I think he's up to the task. That's why he's my uh, Leap Spears X Factor in defense for week nine. Yeah, I, I like that pick too. We were highlighting him in our discussion earlier. So, yeah. Uh, Dane, I think, um, for me, I, for me on the defensive side of the ball, um, I, it's really about who can manage their responsibilities consistently for all four quarters. And, and that's what we're really looking for here. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's been the missing link to me, uh, with this defense. And, and once they're able to come together as one, and everybody's able to consistently do their responsibilities for four quarters. Now we've got some swagger back. Now this defense can maybe turn it around. I'll tell you what. One thing that I will say about football is defenses can improve over the course of the season in a hurry, especially if you've got health and talent like this Jack mm-hmm. Packers defense does. Now, do they have the coaching? That's another question. <laughs> I don't know about that. However, um, I, I'm not ready to give up totally on this defense um or this season and that and that's one of the reasons why. Um so Dan, let's get into score predictions here. Um this is kind of a tough Lions team to predict, isn't it? I mean yeah. they came out week one and, and gave uh Philadelphia all they could handle, put up thirty five points. Um, you know, they were in a shootout uh, a few weeks later, um, you know, and, and losing to uh, what's turned out to be a good Very Seattle good Seattle team. team. Yeah. Um you know, and uh, yet on the other side of the equation, they were only gave got scored six points against um, the Cowboys and were shut out against the Patriots um, here in the last uh, few weeks. Uh, they were were right in it at the end of the game uh, against the Dolphins last week. So um, very inconsistent Detroit team, and so I'm curious. Uh, one thing they've been consistent as is consistently bad defensively. Mm-hmm. So I'm confident the Packers. Uh, have a really good opportunity to put up more points than they put up in any game offensively this entire season if they don't turn the ball over or shoot themselves in the foot. So um, the hard thing is the defense, but I'm going to predict the Packers somehow, maybe the reverse happens where Detroit's normally the house of horrors when we're good, uh, that it's going to be a, a, an elixir, a positive <laughs> elixir effect for this uh, struggling Packer team this year. Uh, and I'm going to pre- predict the Packers go into Detroit and pull it out and uh, put up 34 points and, and win this one. 34 to 28 is going to be the final for my prediction. Um, I think it's one of those games that the Packers could be ahead and Detroit scores a little bit late to make the margin of, uh, of victory a little bit closer. Uh, but um, I think this is a week that the Packers are able to fix some problems and um, get a win on the uh, left-hand column and hopefully start to turn some things around as we head back to Lambeau for a couple home games in the next couple of weeks. Wags, great prediction. I love it. I Whatever, as long as the Packers win, I, I'm going to be happy. I love the prediction. I think it's solid. Um, I'll tell you what. I think the season starts right now for the Green Bay Packers. And let's, let's go, let's go, go on a bit of a tear and win some games. And it starts with one big win uh, on the road. It doesn't matter who it's against. I truly believe that this team, I, I watched them against the Bills and I've never been as encouraged after a loss as I was because I watched them do some things right for the first time. Like there, and there was still a glimmer. And I honestly, after watching them, um, 
you know, choke away the game in London and, and just not looking that energetic to watch them against the Bills, a really good football team and rise to that game, even though they weren't the better team and they weren't able to, you know, really ever, in my opinion, really have a, a, a fighter's chance in that game. I saw a spark in this team. So I'm going to say the Packers are, are, are figuring themselves out and they're just late bloomers. I think they're going to go put up 31 points against Detroit. And they're going to win the game 31 to 20. Um, I think the offense gets rolling. I think the defense smells blood in the water and I think the offense gets out to a lead. Um, and this time they don't choke it away. This is the first complete game of the year for the Green Bay Packers. They build on this one. It has to start with one. This is the game it starts. They go into Detroit. They get a good win. The defense forces Goff to some turnovers. We get a bad Jared Goff, we get a very good Aaron Rodgers. Packers win 31-20. Yeah, I love it. And I think Fidel said in the, from Milwaukee said in the chat, uh, we've got to be prepared for gadget trick plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit, they're always a kitchen sink always. game. Their back's against the wall. We've seen it in years past. Um, their special teams, they've actually, last couple of seasons, ran a fake punt six times and converted five of them. So we got to expect the unexpected uh, against Detroit, especially at home. Um, they're going to want to put up a show for those home fans uh, and try to get a, a W in their own right. Um, unfortunately, uh, I, it doesn't feel comfortable saying this, but uh, they're not that far behind us in, in the win-loss column this season, at this point in the season. And that's a foreign concept to me when yeah. we're talking about the Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but the uh, fact of the matter is both teams are going to be scratching and clawing to try to get a win. Dane, I prefer your score outcome because it's not quite as close and it's a stronger defensive performance. So um either way, like you said, as long as we get a win, that's that's the number one thing right now. Win and no major injury and um anything can happen in the next couple of weeks. Yep, that's right. Wags, I'll tell you what, I was tired when we started this podcast. Now I feel like I could go run a marathon. I'm hyped talking about the Green Bay Packers. Um, thanks to everybody in the comments tonight. We love you guys coming back week in and week out. Doesn't matter the record. Um, trust me, we're following you guys. We really do appreciate you. Thank you as always. Yep, as always, be legendary and go pack. Go pack, go. Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I wish...